Welcome to another live daily webcast called GenCast. Happens Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on YFBLive.com. I'm your host, Jennifer Dono, and today's guest is Carrie Lynn Ford. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her. If you don't know about her yet, she's a creator of IgniteGirls.com. And she's going to tell us a little bit more about that shortly. But we're also going to be talking about some winning headlines for the week. We're talking Facebook, body image, and also some morning rituals. So, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to get chatting. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Anytime. So we were talking a little bit earlier, and we actually had on um, another mom yesterday, too. But you are seven months pregnant. Mm -hmm. You're a business owner. You have a book coming out. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and what Ignite Girls is. Um, Well, first... um I actually did not go to school for training or exercise science. I was always kind of a bio geek. I was always <laughs> interested in it. Um, yeah, I was like one of those AP bio girls. I was like, oh, I love dissecting. Um, but I went to college for marketing and design. So I did all my supposed tos. I went to college. I got my job as an art director in New York City. And it was kind of like, I didn't love it. I, <laughs> I was working on really cool brands and you'd think I would be so jazzed about it, but I ended up like scheduling my whole day around spin classes on the weekend or packing my cooler or I was like the weirdo sitting on a stability ball at work. So, um, (laughs) so, um, fast forward a little bit, I met my now husband who happened to be from LA and he brought me back there with him because I was like, cool, I'll move to LA. I mean, that's amazing. So we lived in Hollywood and I met a celebrity trainer named Ashley Conrad, who's amazing. Um, If you don't know her, look her up. She's so cool. And she introduced me to this celebrity gym. It was like this underground, like, alleyway. You go up the stairs and, like, VIP, you know. Yeah, like, people just show up. Like, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Gerard Butler and Ali Sweeney. So it was, like, that was my first experience with training. I got to shadow some of the best trainers in the industry. Um, I literally started working the desk got certified and worked my way up to becoming a trainer on the floor and teaching spin classes about five times a week. So it was incredible. I mean, I really couldn't have asked for um, a better kind of like resume Kickstarter, if you will. Well, you know, that's funny that you bring this up because um, I watched Tone It Up Girls on Bravo. I don't know if you watch it too. And they were saying that they met each other at the gym. And when I go to the gym, I don't talk to anyone. I'm I'm there for a purpose. I'm there for a short amount of time. But it feels like all of you girls that are accomplishing things are doing so because you're talking to people at the gym. You're being open and social. So I think that's funny that you bring that up. So how did it all transition into IgniteGirls.com? When did you start that? Well, I started um, competing and I started kind of broadcasting a little bit of my fitness journey. And uh, a and couple competing of my husband, in like a in, in fitness competitions like bikini and you know in the realm of bodybuilding, but it wasn't really bodybuilding. It was more like fitness pageantry, you know. Um, some people kind of get nervous, like, "Oh, bodybuilding? That's a little creepy." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, my husband had a colleague, and she wanted to get in shape, but she wasn't local because he commuted to work. And her and her husband wanted to train with me. And they're like, hey, can you train us? We have a three-year-old. We can't train at the same time. Maybe we could do something online. So little by slowly, this was about two years ago, 
Um, I was just like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So I was like creating at-home custom workouts for them without training them in person. And uh, then they had friends start asking them, hey, what are you doing? Like your skin looks really good. And wow, you're looking really fit and your clothes are big. What, what's going on? What's your secret? And um, it just started growing from there. And this year I was able to actually launch a full membership site, ignitegirls.com. And uh, we have about 20 premium members. And then we just launched a second tier membership, which is a, a lesser kind of like goodies only thing. But you still get a full training packet every month with a training schedule. And uh, there's educational calls and some really just cool stuff. So wait a second. So you just started this this year or last year? Well, about two years ago, but I went full force with it. Um, we launched the website this June, so. Oh, it's crazy how fast that picked up. Congratulations. Thank so you. So now you have a nutrition plan for life, the Ignite Girls Life. When is that coming out? Yeah, that is coming out in the next few weeks. It's about 120 pages, and my goal was to create a plan that didn't have an end date. I didn't want to just say, okay, you have to sign up for this 12-week plan, and then guess what? You don't know what's going to happen. You're going to be lost. So I just wanted to create a plan for people that was realistic for women um, that could prove to themselves that they could really spark their inner athlete, have some wine, have some chocolate, have a life, and do it for life because there's so many diets out there that are like get fit quick and then you fall on your face they just set you up for failure because they, they aren't meant for the long term so uh, that's sort of the goal of the book and it, it talks about some of the psychology behind dieting and how to kind of get out of your own head and stuff like that well, so since we're talking about dieting and the psychology yeah. behind everything um one of the headlines that i wanted to discuss so we're doing our little segue here everyone um this is winning wednesday on gencast where we talk about things that are winning and I'll have to get my little sound cue <laughs> I get so excited Carrie when I can use sound cues on this show which is so nerdy but anyway so one of the things and I don't even think oh because I have the volume turned down I always mess this up I'll figure it out in a second <laughs> so anyway um one of the headlines is the Lena Dunham and I kind of was hesitant of whether or not I should I should bring this up but I thought oh my gosh if Carrie's on we have to talk about it so yeah. there's this whole controversy, everyone, with Lena Dunham being on the cover of Vogue. First of all, I am a little sad that this is even an issue. Who cares about any of this? <laughs> but whatever. Um, so Daily, or not Daily Beast, but the Daily Beast is the headline that we're pointing out here. And I'll make sure that I include all the links because they give a really awesome overview of everything. But it was uh, Jezebel, which is kind of like a pro-women feminist type site. They came out and paid $10,000, everyone. So crazy. Let me put that to the front. $10,000. It's crazy for for these untouched pictures of um of of Lena Dunham on Vogue and then they put a post out and compared them. So for me personally, I was thinking, you know, number 1, this is ridiculous because the changes were minor and it's it's Vogue, it's art and you're not going to put a photo that looks like that on. If anything, you're correcting the photographer's mistake not the not the subject's mistake. So anyway, I wanted to get your take on it, Carrie, as someone that is in fitness, that is in, in working with women and their body image issues. What do you feel like um, this is saying in the media? What's your opinion on all of the Lena Dunham craziness? You know, I can kind of see both sides. Like I understand their, Jezebel was upset because they feel like you're altering her body, right? You're retouching. But to be honest, the Photoshopping was not 
drastic. I was expecting that they were going to take in like, you know, inches and inches and it was going to be crazy and she wouldn't be recognizable. But I mean, a lot of it was just kind of color correction. And I know that from like my design background and having some post-production skills. So, you know, being on set, like, you know, sometimes you're working so quickly. You're like, I don't have time to get this dress tailored perfect or, you know, so there's a weird wrinkle here. Oh, I'll just fix it in post, you know? So there's little things like that I can understand um, fixing. Um, and I really didn't think the photoshopping was that bad. I mean, I kind of agree with you that it was blown way out of proportion. They were kind of just digging, especially I think because Lena's like, you know, outwardly declared she's a feminist. But um, to that same point, I don't think that just because you say you're a feminist, it means that you have to like roll out of bed and just like kind of put your worst foot forward. I think it's subjective what everyone's like best foot forward is. Mine, like I love glamour and lip gloss and pink and stuff. So for me, I feel best when I'm kind of put together, but my definition of put together might be different than hers. And ultimately it's about Lena and her relationship with Vogue. And, you know, it's Vogue's prerogative to create a brand uh, visual identity that they're comfortable with. So I don't know. I don't really see like a big issue with it. Well, I didn't either. But the thing that got me is, as far as the media goes is, you know, uh, Jezebel's business decision and why they did it. So um, yeah. it goes back into this whole media headline grabbing controversial type exactly. piece. So I don't know. I, is that something as far as business goes? Because this is something I'm dealing with right now. How do you get people to click through? And I feel like everyone that creates videos or anything like I do, if you create content online, you're constantly trying to think of creative ways to grab people's attention just to look at the content. So I don't know. How far would you go or how far do you go as far as creating original headlines or sparking people's interest in your own content? I think the key is really to be yourself, but at the end of the day, people are clicking on stuff, um, whether they're watching it or reading it, because it's entertaining. So it's, you know, they're like the toned up girls, you know, they're always smiling and silly and goofy, or someone like Blogilates, where she's willing to dress up as, you know, um, a princess character and do a workout that way. I mean, those are different, unique things that only that person's going to do, and it's entertaining. So I think that's really what engages people and, and consistency in that and just being true to your brand truth. Well, and I think that's funny that you bring it up as far as what we expect from uh, from from the media and what's appealing that, you know, I see pictures, you know, spe specifically speaking of fitness people, I see pictures of the grossest drink, like green drinks, and they kind of laugh about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I am not going to drink that disgusting looking green drink. And I'm not <laughs> going to want to follow you because it doesn't look like fun. You have to stage it in a way that makes sure. it look appealing. And I think that's exactly what Vogue did. So going into our next headline, which is about Facebook. So everyone that's watching, we've got one more headline after this to talk about. And so, I mean, for me, the winner in all of that was definitely Lena Dunham. I don't know about you. Yeah, I totally agree. So the next headline is the problem with Facebook. And this is actually a YouTube video, everyone, um, that is online right now that I saw passed along um, here and there. And this guy basically sits in front of his 
his webcam and he does it's a really fun and entertaining video and he uh he talks about the issues with facebook algorithm so the filtering so the, the idea that we get on there and we only see what we engage with more and more and he's saying this is uh, eventually going to screw facebook over because why do we want to go on there and see a bunch of stuff that we actually don't care about because the things we do care about sometimes we just don't like and you can't make us want to actually like click on like things we just want to go through and look at what's going on so i don't know what did you pull away from this video i don't know if you got a chance to look at it yeah, it was a it was actually a really fantastic video. Um, it was almost hilarious because it was so relatable as like a business owner that uses Facebook because it's it was free ad space. <laughs> but now, I, actually, you said something. Um, you said that you want to just click, you want to look through and see what you want to see, and I I totally agree with that in the newsfeed. Like there there's people that like Ignite Girls Fitness the fan page, and yet I'm only reaching maybe. I don't know, a fourth of my actual audience. And so it's it's a cyclical thing because if they don't see it in their newsfeed, they can't engage. And if they don't engage, then my, my organic promotions of my posts automatically go down. So it almost kind of, they shot themselves in the foot a little bit with their business model, I feel like. Whereas YouTube is the opposite. You know, you're the creator and the more people that come to watch you, the better that does for the advertisers and the better it does for you as the creator. So um, I think Facebook is just sort of the Walmart of, you know, brands, you know, they're everything from like getting an eye exam to buying cat litter. And really what they need to be doing is simplifying a little bit like Instagram, which is like Chipotle, right? They do one thing and they do it really well. So I don't know. I think we go back and forth between uh, wanting it all to be in one spot and then kind of being like, this is just overload. It's not user friendly. So I'm noticing the engagement go down on Facebook, even though I have the most fans there. And then Instagram, the engagement's way up because it's easier to sort through. And oh it's gosh, very I love Instagram. Yes. Instagram is the my very favorite. It's just happy stuff that you can see online. See, my issue with Facebook right now is that because I'm not liking things that are, like I don't, I told someone the other day, I'm done with Facebook, I'm quitting it. And they're like, well, I use it because I keep track of my family and friends. I'm like, I don't see sure. my friends and family on Facebook. I see <laughs> Time Magazine and Mashable and all these right. people because I click through on some of the links I like. So Facebook thinks that I wanna see more of them. And I end up seeing all these crappy news headlines that are super depressing. I'm like, why do I wanna be here? And I love that you brought up the fact that Instagram is um, you know picking one thing and doing it really well because there's an article in Fast um, Fast Company that I'll make sure I link to this too so that you guys can check it out that talks a little bit about the idea of information overload and so filtering is absolutely necessary but how can it be done so that businesses and individuals can gain more from it so Carrie I want to talk about our last headline which is a big mm -hmm. one with morning rituals and the reason why I brought this up this is out in Entrepreneur Magazine and it talks about uh, getting up in the morning and working out for seven minutes. Now, this is one headline out of about 100 out there right now that are trending that's talking about how to be a better morning person in 2014 because it is a new year. So I wanted sure. to get your opinion on should we work out for seven minutes in the morning, 10 minutes? <laughs> what's, your, what's your preferred amount of time or method for working out in the morning if we actually get up and do it? 
Well, what was interesting about the article is that it was, you know, morning rituals to increase productivity. But I just feel like, what are we saying about ourselves if we can't make ourselves a priority for more than seven minutes? I mean, that's just, that's like going to the bathroom. That's not enough time. (laughs) That's not enough time. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not saying you can't get a great workout in, in seven minutes, because I guarantee I can give anyone kind of a butt kicking in seven minutes and you'll be like, (gasps) but you know, I think we deserve to have more me time, at least an hour. I mean, you can't be on overdrive 24 seven. And I feel like it's into that whole American way of thinking, like more, faster, better now, yesterday. And, uh, I don't, I don't agree with that. I just think that you deserve to have 30 to 60 minutes of concentrated time, whether it's yoga or a nice run, or maybe it is all crazy CrossFit stuff, whatever it is, that's your time. But I think you deserve that time. And that will increase productivity because you're refreshed and recharged. I love that you say deserve that time rather than it's, you know, a punishment or an obligation or something like that. It's, it's a treat. It's a luxury. It's something you deserve. Yeah. So I love that. And now the morning ritual thing, as far as, you know, we were talking about before we were alive, before we end, you're seven months pregnant. You're you're doing all these things. You have a book coming out. What is your morning ritual looking like right now? Hopefully it doesn't include anything like nausea or stuff Well, now, you know, the third trimester has welcomed a new set of symptoms, which is just mainly being a little bit more tired. I'm definitely not a morning person. I have always struggled with this. I was one of those people in college. I had three alarm clocks strategically placed like across the room. My roommate hated me because it was just like, get up already, stop hitting snooze. But, um, you know, so I think that'll forever be one of my resolutions is to just become a morning person and get back into that, that schedule in the morning. But, um, you know, I think you just have to go in segments, you know, two hours on and then maybe an hour off, two hours on, an hour off and whatever you're focusing your energy on, whether it be work or yourself. Um, and you kind of alternate because it's just going to, help you switch gears and be even more productive. That's a great tip. And now, so Carrie, we ran out of time, but I want to make sure that we have you back on in the future because you were so much fun to talk about. And (laughs) Terry J. Moore, she's saying that she started hiding Facebook ads. And I think that's interesting. How are we as business owners listening to Mm -hmm. the way people reacting about Facebook? How are we reacting as business owners to how we're using it? Because people are spending a lot of money there on ads. So It'll be interesting to see in the upcoming months how useful they are. I know a lot of people at the Stacey Harris who's on, I know she knows it's they are useful. There is some ROI in it. But anyway, Carrie, where can everyone find you after this? Um, you guys can go to ignitegirls.com, and that will just link you to all of the social media platforms that I'm on, including YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, um, as well as it'll keep you in the know when we release our The Ignite Girls Life book. Um, which is going to be really cool. And the first 20 people that join our Ignite Girls Plus membership, even if you're just doing the $15 a month plan, um, you will get $50 off as our kind of like pre-sale. So I'm really excited to help even more people. And um, I hope you guys come and check out the site and stop by and say hi. Definitely. All right, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
Alright, so you've been watching Carrie Lynn Ford of IgniteGirls.com on with me as my guest for today's winning headlines. <laughs> uh, hopefully you guys grab something from it and we'll show up tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to talk about detoxing from sugar tomorrow because, again, that seems to be all over the place. We're going to talk about it with Katie Denudin and... Then on Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, we're going to talk to Devaney Freeman about what we should focus on for social media. So big week plan, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Make sure that you sign up for updates at yfe.me forward slash mail it. This has been Jennifer Dono, your host of the Daily Life Hubcast called GenCast. Everyone have a great day.